My name is Anne Bradley Thomas, and this is a 1750 Arts at Idlewilds podcast, Praying with Your Hands. The theme for this month is Meditations on Water. The vision statement for 1750 Arts at Idlewild is opportunities grounded in our divine creator which stir imagination, provoke wonder, form faith, and invite transformation. In April, there will be an online art show on the water theme, so look for more information later on how you can submit work for that. Idlewild's Praying the Psalms podcast this week is on Psalm 36 and can be used alongside this one. Water is one of the first words in the Bible, with Genesis 1-2 saying, A wind from God swept over the face of the water. And it's among the last words in the Bible with Revelation twenty-two seventeen saying, Let anyone who wishes to take the water of life as a gift. In between, there are 720 references to water. Psalm 36 says, How precious is your steadfast love, O God! All people may take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life, and your light we see light. Today we'll explore different ways you can spark your imagination, how you can respond creatively for the gift of water. We will visit four imaginary rooms with water sounds to transition us between rooms. A list of resources will be shared at the end for further inspiration. Before we jump in, we'll start with a short centering time, then a Celtic blessing, a poem by Lucille Clifton, and a blessing of water by Christine Vaultner's Paintner. Put your hand on your wrist and feel the lifeblood flowing through your body. Become aware of your breathing, the sound, the feeling, the repetition. Find and notice the natural rhythm of your breath, breath coming in breath going out, rise and fall just like the waves at the beach, breath coming in, wave coming in, breath going out, wave going out. Place your palms up towards the sun which drives the movement of water with heat. Place your palms down imagining the heat from the sun warming the ocean's water, turning it into water vapor. Raise your hands up like water flowing up from the root to the top of the trees. Tap your hands on your legs like rain falling from the sky, remembering the joy of playing in the rain. Tap your toes like the water being absorbed underground to the water table. Brush your leg, visualizing the water running off, flowing down the mountain, becoming a river, winding back to the ocean for the cycle to repeat itself. Place your hands over your head, stretching like a rainbow does high in the sky. Deep peace of the running wave to you, of water flowing, rising, falling, sometimes advancing, sometimes receding. May the stream of your life flow unimpeded. Deep peace of the running wave to you. May the tide that is entering even now, the lip of our understanding, carry you out beyond the face of fear. May you kiss the wind and turn from it, certain that it will love you back. May you open your eyes to water, water waving forever. 
And may you and your innocence sail through this to that. Spirit of the living water, you hold all creation in your womb and spring us forth into the earth at birth. Spirit of the tides, remind me that the rise and fall of your rhythm so that I may discover them deep within my being. Spirit of greenness, bring moistness and vigor to my life so that I might savor the experience of your energy moving through me out into the world. Blessing of water be upon me. May I be carried by the flow of the great river of life. May I discover a hidden spring within gushing forth. May I be carried to the shores of the sacred and renewed. The first room you enter has a sign with a quote by Rainer Maria Rica. May what I do flow from me like a river. No forcing, no holding back, the way it is with children. Then in these swelling and ebbing currents, these deepening tides moving out, returning, I will sing you as no one ever has, streaming through the wideness channels out into the open sea. You close your eyes and remember the sounds of water from childhood. Do you remember being born next to the mighty Mississippi with barges churning the water for energy? A lake where you skipped a rock across that had a muddy bottom that squished between your toes? The white, smooth beach next to the roaring ocean? A cold river where the water rippled over the rapids? Or maybe a bathtub filled with bubbles and giggles? Hold that scene in your mind and turn around and see bolts and bolts of fabric. Sturdy wool fabric, shiny, smooth silk fabrics, lightweight cotton plaids, corduroy, lace, ribbons, any type of fabric you can imagine is at your fingertips. How can you capture that childhood scene with fabric? Maybe a quilt like Gwen Nell Westerman did, using one piece of fabric but using dark, tight, stitching lines to show water flowing fast and light thread with free flowing stitches to show gentle flowing water. Or her quilt of the river skyline with a bridge being constructed out of gold shiny fabric, blue sky being tie-dye, and all the buildings being made from the same fabric with stitching to define their structures. Perhaps you thought of the Christian fish to remind you of how water has influenced your faith life, of your baptism, and you thought of creating something like the Lenten banner at the front of the church or the chapel pyramids. Perhaps a flowing flag like the peace flags we made to be placed in front of the church came to mind. Or maybe you didn't imagine fabric being used that way and instead envisioned a scene in a play with fabric blowing in the background representing the water. You walk out of the room remembering your childhood water memory. The door closes behind you as you enter the next room. The only lights are shining on the four large paintings in the room. On the wall in front of you, the painting is of a full moon that easily illuminates a summer beach scene. 
As you look at it, you feel passionate, expansive, alive. You turn to the right and see art that features a waning moon just rising over a lake. There's still enough light for the sun to reflect the red fall leaves surrounding the lake. Something about the scene makes you want to release, let go, and surrender. You turn to the right and see a painting that contrasts a dark sky, a midnight new moon, and a winter snow scene. There's something beautiful yet stark in the painting that is calling for rest. The last wall's painting has a waxing moon just on the horizon at dawn. There's a copper hawk flying down by a field of flowers in a spring river. You smile and look forward to watching the world awaken from the winter and wonder what might be awakening in you this spring. You pivot back to the summer painting and ask yourself which scene, which season of life spoke to you the most. Maybe what you create later will come from that awareness. As you exit, you hear a quote from Lillier. I try to be like water. Water goes to the humblest, lowest place and provides moisture. My place in the world is pinpoint small, but it goes down deep. The residents of this bleak, barren, disjointed community have taught me that there can be profound wisdom, wonder, and love in a place of almost total despair. Our neighborhood may be nothing like the pristine hallways of a gallery, but we do art here. Our art holds our feelings, the feelings that we care deeply, like water, like life. The next room's walls are blank, but there's stacks of books and magazines on the floor in the shape of a spiral. You follow the pattern. One of the books has a quote by William Wordsworth taped to it. Good poetry is the spontaneous overflow of feelings. You walk on pondering what strong emotion you feel. Is there a water image that matches your emotion? Then you come upon a poem by Lee Young Lee. I ask my mother to sing. She begins and my grandmother joins her. Mother and daughter singing like young girls. If my father were alive, he would play his accordion and sway like a boat. I've never been in Peking or the Summer Palace, nor stood on the great stone boat to watch the rain begin on Kun Ming Lake, the picnickers running away in the grass, but I love to hear it sung. How the water lilies fill the rain until they overturn, spilling water into water, then rock back and fill with more. Both women have begun to cry, but neither stops her song. You keep walking, curious how nature, poetry, and art stir something in you. At the center of the spiral are John Donahue's words. The ocean is one of the delights for the human eye. The seashore is a theater of fluency. When the mind is entangled, it is soothing to walk by the seashore, to let the rhythm of the ocean inside you. The ocean disentangles the netted mind. 
Everything loosens and comes back to itself. The false divisions are relieved, released, and healed. As you walk back out, you imagine yourself floating on your back in water, pondering the mystery that the majority of the earth is covered by water, and the majority of the body is made up of water. But here you are, floating in peace, receiving what the divine creator has for you today. As you leave, you make a note to go back to that room, to look through those magazines and books, cut out the images that speak to you, and make a collage as a visual metaphor for the emotion you felt. You enter the last room and there are images and more images being projected on the wall. Photos of the smallest bacteria to the largest whale reminding you that we are all in need of constant supply of water to survive. And in fact, all of Earth is dependent on water. A Thomas Merton quote appears on the wall. There is in all things an inexhaustible sweetness and purity, a silence that is the font of action and joy. It rises up in wordless gentleness and flows out to me from the unseen roots of all created being, welcoming me tenderly, saluting me with indescribable humility. This is at once my own being, my nature, and the gift of my creator's thoughts and art with me. The images change to ways humans use water for work. A tired factory worker in a hairnet, an underwater welder, a firefighter. Then they change to ways we use water for pleasure. A hot tub at a snowy mountain cabin, boat on a lake. The images change to nature. A salmon swimming upstream, a dog chasing a ball into a lake, tree roots searching for water. A quote appears from Hildegard of Bingen. And how would God be known as the Eternal One if brilliance did not emerge from God? For there is not creature without some kind of radiance, whether it be greenness, seeds, buds, or another kind of beauty. The last image is a photograph of Earth from space. As you walk out, you feel the need to sit by the water's edge and take a photo. Perhaps visit that place at dawn, noon, and dusk to see how the image changes. You think, what if I return each season to notice and capture the changes? Or consider how it would look from an ant's view versus a bird's. How would that water's edge be seen differently from the short life perspective of a toddler versus someone at the end of their life? How does your soul's imagination see the water's edge? After the helm rained down, resources will be given. As you listen to the hymn, consider how you can create something as a response to this meditation on water.
like to thank Lauren Cannon, Alan Sefton, Shari Tucker, and Sarah Terry for helping me brainstorm this podcast. The poem Blessing the Boats can be found in Lucille Clifton's book, Quilting. Blessing by Christine Walters Paintner was from her book, Water, Wind, Earth, and Fire, The Christian Practice of Praying the Elements. Rika's quote is from the Book of Hours, Love Poems to God. The artist from Philadelphia, Lily Yeh, L-I-L-Y-Y-E-H, was also quoted, and you can find more about her urban community art projects at barefootartist.org. The University of Minnesota had a 2016 publication titled Open Waters, Rethinking the Mississippi, Water, Art, and Ecology, that showcased Gwen Nell Westerman's fabric art. Search Andy Goldsworthy and see a wide variety of things he made from nature. If you search his name and also search ice sculptures, you will be amazed. You can search Google and put five artists inspired by water, and it should take you to a website da-voda at the top of the results. Soulcollage.com offers free workshops. The Labyrinth website, veritas.org, offers free Friday finger labyrinth walks. For further inspiration on photography, go to underwaterphotographeroftheyear.com and look at the winner results archive, but be prepared to get lost for hours and wonder. Or you could pick a famous place like Lake Louise in Canada and see the differences in the lake between the seasons. Lastly, Zaria Foreman makes large-scale pastel drawings to bring awareness to climate change, and her work is awe-inspiring. We'll end our time with a quote from her. I think you need that kind of emotional connection that art is able to give in order to absorb the information.